I don't know whether you can hear me or not. Maybe some of what I'm saying will echo through. Welcome back to Trust God Bro, episode five. Today we have Derek and Christina Rumble with us. Woo! Party in the house. Christina didn't woo. Woo! <laughs> yeah, so it's we have two big things going on with Trust God Bro. So the first thing, kind of sad, I did a quick Google search. I'm not the only Trust God Bro out there. Apparently there's another website with another guy that did this. But the good news is this is the first time in Trust God Bro history that we've had three people on a podcast at the same time. Whoa. So that's just triple the excitement, right? I mean, can you feel it? Yeah, the energy <laughs> in this room is like unparalleled. It, it is unparalleled. So Derek is my brother and Christina is my sister-in-law. And Derek's been a big spiritual role model in my life. And I think he's you know, influenced me a lot in certain ways. He actually lives in St. Louis. They both live in St. Louis together. And so do you guys want to share a little bit about what what are you doing in St. Louis? Like, what are your jobs? And uh, yeah, would you mind sharing a little bit about that? And- yeah. So I moved to St. Louis a little before Derek when we weren't married. And I started working at a nonprofit called Immigrant and Refugee Women's Program. Um, and we pair volunteers to teach immigrants and refugees English in their homes. So I've met a lot of people through that. And then Derek moved there a little a few months after me. And yeah. So I started working at a AV tech place. So uh, checking over equipment and sending it out. And also been trying to get plugged into the immigrant and refugee, just the community there in St. Louis. Got connected up with um, a couple of Turkish Muslims and we're doing a book study so that's been really good yeah before we even st- I mean like how'd that happen for you getting connected with those Turkish Muslims I mean so it's one of those uh pretty crazy things where like you just kind of realize like like God's God's got bigger plans than anything you could ever think of uh Christina's car broke down one day and we had to like buy one quick and so she knew of this guy from, he was learning English in their program, and he has this car lot. And so we bought a car from him, and he's like, do you want to go to this book study with me? And I didn't know what, he didn't really give a lot of details, because he doesn't, uh, he, yeah, he doesn't, his English is a little bit um, different. <laughs> Not different. Just, I, he didn't explain in detail. So, yeah, uh, yeah so I went to that. <laughs> and yeah yeah going sense and I mean that's really cool and you guys kind of go over like the differences or you talk about like Christianity and um you know being a Muslim and like different stuff like that going back and forth yeah there's a there's a book we're going through right now it's called the Christian and Muslim dialogue and the Islam faith is kind of one of there's a lot of like similar titles but they have very different views on how those titles carry out as far as like they know of Jesus Jesus is in their holy text and Jonah but they would they they just view them differently so it's interesting to go through and the accounts are similar but just a little bit different so it's good to compare and contrast yeah that's cool and they have chickens I mean middle of St. Louis like downtown you guys you have your own you just got chickens right yeah, we got chickens. They're a great investment. I highly recommend them to anyone who likes eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. 
sweet. <laughs> so today we're talking about trusting God and community. And community is kind of like one of those buzzwords, like a Christian buzzword. It's like, oh yeah, man, like community is so great right now. Or like, dude, you just got to get plugged in community. But here at Trust God, bro, we want to break it down to the basics. Like, what is community? And so in order to do that, I'm just going to run through a couple verses. I'm going to run through a handful of verses. I read through Acts and just pulled out some of the basic ones. And so before that, I'm going to read some from Hebrews and Mark. So Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says, Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Then Mark says, And he called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. And then in beginning in Acts, it says, All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer, together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. Acts 2.42 says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. But in order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. So this was the Jewish um, leaders at the time. They were telling them not to speak anymore in Jesus' name. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach them at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. And so they went on preaching Jesus. Um, you know, there was not a needy person among them for as many as were owners of lands or houses, sold them and brought them the proceeds of what was sold. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. And the word of God continued to increase. And the number of the the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. And when he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad. And he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. So I just pulled off uh, like a, a big variety of verses throughout Acts. And you can see a couple things. And I'm just going to list off some of those observations from this. So a couple things you can see, this might be obvious, is they were Christians. You know, they all confessed that Jesus was Christ. And they turned from their sins and they trusted in Jesus. And so to be a part of community, you have to be a Christian and believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And they're all devoted to taking communion together. You can see that they're spending lots of time together. They were praying together. You can see that they were listening to the teaching of the apostles. They were believing as the authority of God. And they were continuing the Great Commission. And they sacrificed a lot. They um, put themselves in positions um, because they received the grace of Jesus. They knew that it was His free grace. And so they gave their lives and they gave their... Um, you know, money and time to, um, you know, magnify the grace of God. And so going on from this is the base of what is community. And now it's like, I think Derek and Christina have a really cool um, testimony as far as like, they moved to St. Louis and they got involved in a, a great church there. And they're also involved a lot in their local community. It's like they have a local Bible study going on. And like with, um, they're really plugged into the neighborhood and reaching out to the people in their neighborhood. And so I just wanted to ask like for anyone else that's out there and maybe considering moving somewhere or like looking for a healthy community, 
what does it mean for you guys, Derek and Christina, to be a part of a healthy community? Like, what do you look for? And you can share a little bit of your testimony as far as, like, how that works for you guys. I want to start out by saying I feel like the community we have now is something that God provided without us realizing we even needed or wanted it. So I think thinking about community from a Christian perspective, a lot of times we can just think, oh, I'm in a church, that means I have Christian community or church community community, or whatever. But um, I really think that unless your church is very small and you know everyone in it, that's not usually the case. I feel like one thing that's really important is that you all have common goals and focuses, which again, within a Christian community, you may find that not everyone in your community has that. So maybe that's not a great community for you. But back to God providing that. So at an event I had with my work, Immigrant and Refugee Women's Program, we had a volunteer event where a lot of new people were there for me. I didn't know all of the volunteers. Um, And there was one couple there that had a baby with them and so I sat with them and they were younger and they talked to me a lot and I told them a little more about who I was and it ended up being that they were missionaries in St. Louis and they were really excited that another Christian worked within the immigrant and refugee community because the place I work for is not a Christian organization so not long after that they had invited Derek and I over and that was kind of the beginning of Um, getting into our community, I guess, um, because we all had a similar mission. I don't know if you want to add on to that or not. Yeah, I feel like I started thinking differently about the word community back in college because it, like you said, it Mm -hmm. was a buzzword. But there was this one book that we read in one of our classes called The Next Christians. And uh, it was kind of a critique on like modern American Christianity and how it compared to two different approaches to it. You can be uh, reactive or preemptive. And we see like a lot of people, I mean, myself included, this is like something I fall into, is being like a reactive Christian. Like something happens in the world and you react to it and say, oh, that's bad. But like the idea of a preemptive Mm -hmm. Christian is you're going to go seek out where those things are and uh, take actions. And uh, yeah, just because... Jesus uh, pursues us with a preemptive love. He's not reacting Mm. to us doing actions, but he goes and seeks us out. And so we should, we should be filled with that and uh, seek out others uh, and do his kingdom work through that and kind of tying that into the takeaway verse. Sorry if this is too early. No, I throw it in. But James 2, 26 says, for as the body without the spirit is dead. So faith without works is dead also. And that's like a, it's, seems like almost contradictory to the point of like Martin Luther, the head of the the Protestant Reformation. He's like, he thought that James shouldn't be like included in the canon almost. Like he like played around with that idea. Because like, yes, we are saved by faith alone, but also like faith and works are so intertwined that mm-hmm. it's super, super important that actions are taken. And so like along the lines of Christina was saying that I think a small group surrounded around action, if you all have similar um, mission-mindedness and wanting to do things, then it, like, builds you stronger together. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a really good thought. It's like the the gospel and the Bible and God, for that fact, is really complex. Sometimes we like to break it down. It's like, oh, it's 
um, you know, faith and like works. Like, well, so first, like works is a result of our faith. You know, it's the fruit, not the root of why we're saved. But it's like to be a Christian and like you're saying, Christian community, it involves obedience and, you know, obedience of faith, believing in Jesus. And like you said, like when you're around people that are similar, like taking action, it's, it's a, it's a really cool thing. Like you're saying, like uh, that preemptive, how did you word that preemptive? A preemptive love. Preemptive love. So, yeah, I mean, it's really rich. And so, as you guys have gotten more and more, like, involved, like, how have you seen that, like, change your lives? Like, how has that, like, changed your view on whether it be immigrants or, um, you know, refugees or um, different air like stuff that affects your community like st louis for example super multicultural you know super diverse and same thing with like you know in acts it's like you see a super like diverse church is like gentiles are coming in and jews it's just like all getting mixed up together you saw like jewish leaders coming to christ and also you know low peasants and they're all like devoting themselves to you know jesus and this, this fellowship and so i'd like do you want to say more of like how that would like, how does that change your view on different things? And So the idea of, like, talking to diverse perceptions really can, like, grow you. And like, there's, it's always good to, like, because God created diversity for a reason. And, like, we see diversity evident even before time, how, like, God exists in the Trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're all three different, but they're all unified. Mm. And I think that's just, like, a perfect definition of diversity and how he wanted to like replicate that in humans of there's different ways to worship God there can be there can be different right ways there's not one right way we're not uh, just a mono uh perceptive of Christianity there's obviously like ways you don't worship God but there's also like you can have diversity within that unity but even among non-believers I think there offers super good insight like even if you're talking to an atheist they'll make you uh they'll challenge you and make you see god and have questions that you haven't really thought about and if we do believe like this is the truth then we really need to seek that and uh just search the scriptures on and just shed light and truth to that and yeah i found that specifically in this uh turkish book study uh, about the quran of there's like a lot of things. Um, they just have a different way of approaching it. It's a more of a, a community of, I think sometimes in Christianity, we think about it as an individual faith, which it is, but also we worship as a collective unit. Mm. And I think that's something that they understand better. And I think it's something just unique and just like little little side comments like they talked about how Jonah was in the whale and there's like three layers of darkness like he's under the sea he's in the whale and it's at nighttime uh and so it's like yeah I guess it is that's kind of a poetic way of putting it and I haven't really like thought of it like that so yeah I do think like diversity and perceptions is good to grow us even if it's like obviously um, there's only one truth. There's not multiple truths, mm-hmm. but yeah. it can help us see the truth in a different light mm. through different lenses. Yeah, I don't know if I have much to add to that. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I thought was, like when you were saying that, I think you brought up something really good about the Trinity and how that's like God is a communal God, and I've heard, heard you say that before, Derek, and how God wants to invite us into being community with Him. It's like no one's 
no no man is an island, you know? And it's it's cool because God had perfect fellowship with himself for all eternity. You know, it's, he's always been enjoying himself. And the reason why he created us was not out of necessity, but out of a desire to invite us into his fellowship. And we mirror that now in ways of us, you know, the fellowship that we have with each other and the community we have and being in a church and with other believers. All right, so now, like, what would it mean for me, like a 21-year-old guy to get connected in community? What would it mean for, like, a a 55-year-old woman or, you know, a new family or it's like anyone? What what would you guys say? What's an application? Um, What do you guys have for as far as what does it mean to be, you know, part of looking for a real um, community? Um, Well, one thing I would say is, it does take a little bit of effort to be open-minded about it. And um, as far as where you live, don't be afraid to at least try to meet your neighbors because um, that is just one really easy way to build community. And I think since we've moved recently, they're not necessarily, our neighbors aren't necessarily a part of like our core community, but I think we've gotten to know a couple of them um, decently well where we um, I would say we love and trust them and care about them. So I think that's really important. Um, and then another thing is just search out people that are like-minded. Um, something about our specific community Bible study group um, is that we're all like-minded in the way that we want to focus on making disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's been really positive and because we all have that same track that we're on, I think it's brought us a lot closer together. Um, and it's a group that would probably do anything for each other if there was a need, which reminds me a lot of the church in Acts. So hmm. um, I really appreciate that. And I didn't really realize that groups like that truly existed, I guess, or I'd never been a part of one in my adult life. Um So, yeah, I would say search out for that and just pray that God will provide you with that. Because, like I said, I feel like we didn't even know that Mm. we needed that in our Christian walk until it came along. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just the idea of, like, holistically serving the people around you. Like, there was a point to Jesus doing actual miracles for, like, physical things. And everything we do isn't like explicitly spiritual, but it can have the the purpose of the gospel behind it. So just the idea of like Jesus feeding the 5,000, he didn't say, okay, you need to follow me if I'm going to give you this bread. He just gave them the bread and he preached his message and said, come follow me. And so this idea of like, it's tied up in physical things that you can give to your community or, or spiritual or just conversations or just spending time with people. So yeah. It it encompasses a lot of things. Yeah, Yeah, and just to add to that, like, investing in your community, like, um, caring about the businesses there and caring about the people that live around you, I think is really important as well. Just want to plug that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Support local business. (laughs) No, that's super helpful. I think it's just cool hearing how it all ties together and, like, praying for the community as you're um, looking for people that are you know, paying attention, um, to the Bible and like, you know, discerning 
like you said, and um, following Jesus' commandments. Um, so, yeah. I just highly encourage getting plugged in because there's just more joy, I feel, when you get more of the kingdom. I think sometimes mm. we just settle for just the teeniest bit of Jesus and his glory and partaking in that and he like offers all of him and so like there is like something so satisfying Mm. in doing kingdom work like him working through us it's we're not the ones doing it but it's just so purpose-filled and driven and yeah would highly recommend Mm. that's a really good thought I mean it's like when I like first like started sharing my faith with um people like intentionally I think it's just like a really like fulfilling feeling of just like, man, this is really like what God wants and it it's just a good thing, you know? It's like this is God smiles down and he loves that. So So then that's kind of like what it's like for like looking for community, but like what is it like when how to trust God like when you're a part of a community? Like what does it mean to like walk as a healthy person of community? And, like, we were just dialoguing here in between um, the um, this podcast. And we were kind of saying it's like, like, Derek and Christina, like, you guys weren't really looking for this type of community. Like, and it just kind of, it found you. I would say the community I'm involved in, it's like, I wasn't really looking for it. It found me. And, like, the same thing with the early church. It's like, they were praying for the people around them to come to Christ and uh, for more people to come become part of their community and they were being invited in when they didn't even know everything about it. And so as far as like application with that goes, it's like being a part of community is being open and outward focused to bringing other people and inviting other people into your community. And I think you had some of those um, thoughts. I probably said most of it, but. Yeah, I mean, I think that if you're outwardly focused and you want other people to be in your community, you may be um, kind of fulfilling a need for the person that you're bringing into the community as well. So, yeah, I think Mm. you hit. Yeah, Just the idea of, like, the discipleship cycle is just such a core of it. Like, you have one person discipling you, and you're discipling one person, and there's just something kind of like a give and take in that as far as like keeping you involved and accountable as yeah 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 I think that's great it's like um we haven't really mentioned it but it's like discipleship is like core to having a community um bringing people in you know teaching them about Christ and equipping them and um you know for them to do it to other people as they're established in the faith too and so that's the model. It's like Second Timothy says, I entrust this to you. He trusts the gospel that teach to other faithful men who will, you know, in turn teach other people. So it's like, you know, trusting other people to go out and do the same thing that people did in your own lives. And it's, it's just like doing, you do that through life together as um, you do life and you learn and you're being taught about um, God's word. And so it's, I think like, Part of that is just being close. To be in community, it's like you have to be close with people. It's like you can't be off in your own island and you have to be doing life with people, you know, eating meals, doing Bible studies, and, you know, going to the gym together, you know, whatever, and stuff like that where it's like you're just there. I think for my own life, it's like there was a time when I was just trying to, like, I wanted to share my faith more. 
and I had a talk with someone. He sat me down, and he was like, Dayton, like, you know what you need to do to be, um, like, more fruitful, more or less? And I was like, well, I could be, you know, doing this. I could be, you know, praying more. And he was like, Dayton, it's like, yeah, you could you could do those things. I'm, I'm sure it would help. But what you really need to do is, like, you just need to be there. And I was like, hmm. And so, I mean, I really, I thought about that, and I tried to change my life in that, and just being faithful and, and being there. And so I think being a part of the community involves being present with the people around you in the community. It's like you can't be a part of it unless you're actually in it. And so yeah. that's the majority of what we had. So we're going to start landing this plane, this, this episode. You guys got any final thoughts? or uh, Just a little bonus tag kind of thing, kind of related to that. Uh, uh, we were just reading a book. What's it called? Spiritual Multiplication in the Real World. Yeah, we're reading that, and there's this idea of, like, traditionally um, we view ministry as, like, Christians going out individually to minister, but he was proposing a different way of looking at it as far as, like, let's have a community of Christians and invite unbelievers into it because then you get a different dimension of them seeing how Christian love works together in community and... I think there's just something in a testimony in that as far as like how we treat our brothers and sisters in Christ and other people get to witness it and be there for it. And also just the idea of like, if you do ministry by yourself, it's, it's a short road to become filled with pride and like, Oh, look at all that I did. And it's Mm. not really you. So there's this idea of like, you share the, you share this in God Mm. and his work. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like no one's going to be a superstar in heaven. Yeah. So that's a really good thought. I think we about hit everything. I think we hit the the goods. Do you want to share your takeaway verse with us? Yeah, I'll read that. So it's in Second Second James 2, 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. All right, well, Tuck that verse in your brain, and whenever you think about community, you know, pull that out and just meditate on it and how you can be a better, um, you know, person in community and a better, um, you know, witness to Christ. So thanks for being on the show, guys. It was a, it was a blast, and thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. All right. And so we're going to finish off when we say, and that's how you trust God, bro. Ready? And that's how you trust God, bro. <laughs>